Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest, and actually he continues a parade of Hall of Famers. As we say hello to Wake Forest head coach Danny Manning, he's a member of the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Coach Roy Williams Hall of Famer was with us, Jim Beheim Hall of Famer, Mike Krzyzewski Hall of Famer. All that sounds good for our show, like John Swafford's in Halls of Fame as well, but it's probably not nearly as much fun to compete against them as it is for me to interview them. What do you think? I disagree. I'm a competitor. I like to compete. That's how I got to where I'm at. It's hard to win, though. You've got to go out and compete and give yourself a chance to win. Well, you are the guy who took Wake Forest to its first NCAA tournament since 2010. That was two years ago. How do you explain to Wake fans the state of your program now as you enter year five? Because, heck, back when you were a player at Kansas, guys like Darrell Moore and uh, Bryant Crawford would probably be your upperclassmen foundations. And yet here in 2018, you got to make do without them. Um, that's the state of college basketball, just to be honest with you. I mean, it's, it's a race for the young people to get to college and, and move on to that professional level. You're always happy when they're able to get to that level and sustain and, and have a career. Um, even you go back and you look at the amount of kids that end up transferring. Yeah. It, you know, that's just the state of the where we're at right now in, in college basketball. But um, I'm excited about the young people we have on our on our team in our program we have 10 new guys we got a lot of new blood we got kind of a new beginnings for us and um they've been working extremely hard they've been very connected with one another and um you know we're looking forward to the season obviously we'll take as many days of practice as we can get <laughs> but you know you also look forward to the challenge of going out and playing games and finding ways to be successful and um you know, it's, I think for all the coaches here, and not just the coaches, the players, we're looking forward actually to seeing somebody in a different colored uniform in front of us. <laughs> Danny Manning is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Way back in the day, you were that prep All-American. We have already seen you sign a guy like a John Collins, a prominent high school guy. You helped him realize his NBA dream with some quality time at Wake Forest on the way there. I don't know if you hesitate to put this kind of pressure on one of your freshmen, uh, but Jalen Horde, and correct my pronunciation if I get any of these rookies' names wrong, he seems like he is capable of following in those kinds of footsteps. And I guess in this league, you better sign somebody like him at least once a year or you're going to have a hard time keeping up with the competition. You know, Jalen Horde is a very talented young man, um, you know, for us. You know, we're, we're excited and, and happy to have him in, our, in, in the fold, in our program. Um, he, he brings a lot of different things to the table. I think his understanding of the game, his versatility are, are two things that really stand out to me. Um, but, you know, he is a freshman, and all freshmen are going to have those a freshman year in the sense of, you know, you're going to hit some highs, you're going to hit some lows, but you've got to continue to fight and, and battle through it. And he's definitely shown the mental toughness to be able to do that thus far. Um, but, you know, we're excited to have him in the program, and um, we're looking forward to a big contribution from him this year. When you talk about those forces beyond your control, wanting to get to pro basketball quickly, maybe looking for an opportunity at a different university, when you know those forces are out there, how do you attack them? Because it's hard to win in any circumstance, but I think you had, what, nine departures from last year's roster, scholarship players, that's a, a level of attrition and a level of turnover that even if you're a great coach, it's, it's hard to maintain success. Yeah, but I mean, it's like I said, it's, you know, kind of the era that we live in right now. You know, we had some guys that wanted to 
put their hat into the professional realm, and, and that's what they did. You have some other guys that were looking for a different opportunity um, because of, you know, whatever reason, whether they didn't like the role or that, you know, what, whatever it is. You know, you can't, to me, you can't, I, you can't worry about that. You know, what I can worry about and what I can control is the young men that we have in our program that we're excited to have. Um, it's a top 25 recruiting class. We have to obviously follow that up this year for good recruiting class and, and go about our business that way. But that, that's our mindset. You know, it's, it's not, you know, something where you, you worry about things that you can't control. And, and that's where I'm at with it. That's where our staff is at. And like I said, we're looking forward to this year. You had two successful years at Tulsa as a head coach and, of course, got a job offer at Wake. This is year five. Do you feel like you're under pressure to prove that uh, you are the right guy for the long term, or do you block that kind of stuff out? I played professional basketball for 15 years. I do really good blocking things out. <laughs> so you don't think about it at all. It's this year, and, and if people are speculating about your longer-term future, that's for them to do? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know? I know I signed a contract extension. <laughs> I do. Maybe you guys don't talk about it, but I know what I signed. And so for me, it's, it's, uh, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed. I get a chance to do something that I want to do. And, and, and helping young people grow and develop, being a part of the Wake Forest University is where I want to be. And it, it's, uh, I'm happy there, and um, you know, I look forward to many bright years. One of the ways you can react to that crazy chaotic circumstance that you described i guess you have to keep your eyes open on the transfer trail in terms of incoming guys either the immediately eligible grad transfer or the more traditional transfer so tell us about those newcomers i know tory johnson was his school's leading scorer and as as a junior i guess eligibility wise theoretically he can step right in and help you right away. Well, we feel Tory provides uh, some experience for us. You know, he's he's been on the college stage before. He kind of has an understanding or a better understanding of some of the guys that have never been there before of what it's like, um, not at this level. Um, but we, nonetheless, we feel like his experience is something that will definitely help us out. It's already helped us out in terms of his communication with his teammates and things of that nature. So we're excited about Torrey. We think he's going to be someone that we can depend on throughout the course of the year and his career with us. Do you usually know ahead of time, Coach, if someone is considering a transfer out or considering a jump to the professional ranks? Because I guess if you know a little bit ahead of time, like maybe John Collins, you have time to prepare for that. Whereas if you just get kind of, you know, the grenades handed to you all at the end, it's almost impossible to rebuild your roster quickly. Well, you know what? Kind of, but not really, to be honest with you, because, you know, John Collins um, was a sophomore when he left. So I'm trying to remember what month it would have been clear that he was probably on his way. I don't know. But it's not the month. It's trying to recruit somebody behind him. If yeah. you're a high school kid and you go, hey, John Collins is there. He's a sophomore. Yeah. And I can say, hey, you know what? John's having a really good year. We project <laughs> him having a good year, but he's going to leave after his junior year. That kid's still going to say he's only a sophomore. He's got right. two more years. And so, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, it, it is what it is in that regard. So, like I said, we're happy for John. But, you know, you got to continue to build your program. And, and um, you you got you to gotta take the curveballs they come because they come at all of us and um, you know for us we feel good about how we do things we feel good about how we recruit we feel good about the young people that we have we feel good about helping prepare them for life and and at the end of the day that's what it's all about because they're not going to play basketball all their life 
and they got to be prepared for life. And, um, you know, for me, I'm an example of that. I was fortunate and blessed to play 15 years, but here I am as a college coach. I imagine you bring that up on the recruiting trail a lot. 15 years in the NBA, I don't know if 100% of your signees do have the NBA as a goal, but uh, I imagine that's a very high percentage, and, and you can sort of walk that walk as you're recruiting them. It's not necessarily talking about the NBA. It's talking about are you prepared for life. Um, and, and, and I tell guys all the time, don't, don't, don't let the persona or your ego get caught up in saying you're a basketball player. No, basketball is something you do because that could be taken away from you. And when it's taken away from you, that's when a lot of former athletes have issues and have problems because their whole persona is wrapped up into, I'm a basketball player or I'm a football player or I'm a baseball player, and, and, and that's not it. Those sports are things that you do, and it provides a great avenue for you and your family um, to, to have some different experiences, and a lot of times financially if you get to that professional level. But yet and still, when the ball stops bouncing, are you prepared for life? As we let you go, Danny Manning of Wake Forest joining us on the David Glenn Show. We have a statewide audience with a lot of Wake fans. What would your message be to Tie-Dye Nation uh, at this stage of your tenure and as uh, the regular season games are not too far away? We're excited. We're like, you know, we've got a lot of new blood. We've got a lot of uh, versatility in our lineup. We've got young men that we want to, to continue to represent us in the right way, and, and they're doing that. And we're, we're excited to get games going and to get out on the court and, and represent Wake Forest the way it deserves to be represented. Do you look good in tie-dye? No, I don't. No, I, I don't tie-dye. I look I was, better in black. I was just curious. You do look good in black. <laughs> Wake Forest coach Danny Manning, as always, thanks for returning our phone calls and thanks for this uh, in-person appearance on the David Glenn Show. Thank you. You got it. Right. Let's throw it back to the studio in Raleigh, and then we will return to the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, home of the Charlotte Hornets of the NBA, home of the 2019 NBA All-Star Game, and also home of the 2019 ACC Basketball Tournament. We'll throw it back to Jason Walsh at the studio in Raleigh. Darren Vaught and I are right here on Radio Row, just a few feet from the playing court at the Spectrum Center. It's 2018 Operation Basketball, and we'll be back right after this.